What is up, Stronger Nation? This is Danny Cole, and I am stoked to be bringing you the very first radio show for Stronger Than Failure. Now, if you, like me, like interviews with entrepreneurs about the struggles that they face, the victories that they've achieved, and them giving you success tips, and if you want to get better with credit, with your health, with mindset mastery, so that you can achieve anything that you want in life, then you are going to love this show. But first, before we begin, I want to take my hat off to Maureen Guest. She is modern day Wonder Woman. If it wasn't for her, we would not have this show right now. Not only does she run this radio station, but she manages other artist she's got her other business where she's a consultant she is a she's got her personal training business i mean blake she does everything yeah so maureen we love you we thank you because if it wasn't for you we would not be here now today's show is going to be amazing why because on our very first show we are going to interview the co-host blake barber now blake some of you already know him you already know how amazing he is how much talent he's going to bring to the table This guy is a humble beast. Humble because he doesn't brag or boast about anything, but this man achieves anything that he sets his mind to. So, without further ado, let me give you a little bit more about him, and then we're going to bring him right on. This man has been practicing MMA for years. He's been in numerous fights inside the ring, just to clarify that there. He's been in bodybuilding competitions. I mean, he looks amazing. So, right now, I feel a little fat beside him. Thank you, Blake. He's an investment, he's a real estate investor as well, and he's also got his business, which we'll talk more about in a moment, he's had for years. So I am grateful and I'm blessed to have him as a co-host on this show, and also blessed to have him as a friend. So without further ado, Blake Barber, what is up, man? What's going on, Danny Cole? Who is this guy you're talking about? Dude, are you kidding me? None other than the myth, the legend, Blake Barber. I would like to meet this guy. He sounds pretty impressive. Uh, He made my life a lot better. Does he have a cape? Does he fly? Uh, Probably. You kidding me? But as much talent as this guy's got, I'm sure he does. (laughs) (laughs) I wish all that stuff were true. But uh... (laughs) But tell you what, go ahead, man. Tell the people who you are. Give them a little bit about your background so they can know who Blake Barber really is. Well, you you did a good job. Um, Blake Barber is essentially... Career-wise, a nurse practitioner that owns a little walk-in clinic right here in Fayetteville. Um, started started about, a, yeah, we just had our first year anniversary uh, last month, and uh, we're doing pretty well. We opened up our second location in Grantville, and our goal is to basically bring health care to people who are would otherwise go without as far as uh, cost, effectiveness, making it affordable, and that's the name of the business, MedAfford. That's pretty cool. That's pretty catchy. Yeah, it's uh, that's supposed to be. Supposed <laughs> so that's why we did it. Huh? Right? <laughs> that was the whole point. <laughs> so yeah, you know, they say a name is uh, says a lot about a business, and that's that that was the uh, the goal. Gotcha. 
Well, I mean, I know I've been there. That's how you and I met was your very first clinic that you had over in Noonan. Yes. And that's where you and I met and became friends, which has been shoot, about 10 years ago now. It's been a while, it? yes. Yeah. Well, now question. How did you get started in this business? Is, is the medical field, the healthcare field, something that you set out to do? Is something that you want to do since you've been little or you just kind of came into it or what? Well, the way I got into it, Danny, was actually quite by chance. Uh, you know, I was, I was um, somewhat undecided about my future as a young adult and was actually a sophomore in college and had bounced around with different ideas as far as what I wanted to do. And I had changed my major several times and eventually just settled on undecided hmm. because I had no idea. And believe it or not, was at a uh, limbo contest in... A limbo contest. A limbo contest in Panama City at La Vila. I've been there a couple of times. Yes, I think we all have. <laughs> Everybody's familiar with that. So... They were doing this limbo contest, and the DJ was, uh, you know, he'd throw the mic up in all the, the uh, limbo dancers, competitors' face and say, what's your name, what's your major, where are you from? Right. And so they would do that, and, and this one guy comes up, and he's stacked like a brick house, right? And uh, he says his name, he's from Florida State, and he says he's a nursing major. And at that point, the girls in the audience, I mean, they go nuts. They start wow. throwing their tops at this guy. <laughs> Well, you I said, that's what I'm going to do. That's me. I'm going to do that. I'm a <laughs> so the next week, I applied to nursing school. The next week. The next week, yeah. And so, <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Uh, true story. And um, So this guy at the limbo contest, all the women started, yeah, this, I mean, hollering for him because he was a nurse practitioner. Uh, you know what? He was just, yeah, that's all I heard. And I said, you no, know what? No. That dude is a male nurse. He's got it going on. He looks good. I'm going to do that. I'm in. That's, what I'm, that's my life's calling <laughs> right there. And I'm going to win the limbo contest next year. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, next week I applied and uh, had didn't have very good grades, but one thing I did have in my favor was my gender. Um, there's not many careers where uh, I think that actually plays a key role, but for me it does, yeah. and it did then at that point. Um, so I think in that program I was in, there was four or five hundred people applied. There was four guys that applied to the nursing program it? and four got accepted and i had the weakest gpa of anybody so <laughs> but hey, but you were in there <laughs> <laughs> uh but you know that's that's where you know that's where it all started from that is pretty cool true but, story i mean i'm kind of blown away seriously it was a limbo contest all the women started mm -hmm. wait i can understand why you want to do it there all the women are cheering for you but that is amazing so hey let's keep it going because now we know what you wanted the women <laughs> <laughs> now well, how old were you when you got started Oh, I was uh, non-traditional. I, uh, I was in the military and um, had gotten out and, um, you know, the next logical thing to do was use the GI Bill and start school. No. I was just kind of going through the motions. There you go. All right, question. Because you've been doing your business now, you've had it for a while. Now, if you could go back in time to younger Blake, before you, like right when you was getting started, right. man, what's some advice you would give yourself? Easy. I uh, would tell myself to eliminate all distractions, and that would include removing anything and everything in my life that draws your attention away from your goals. When for me specifically, it was my relationships. Uh, relationship with stagnant people. Mm -hmm. um, because you know the old cliche, you show me your friends and... I'm going to show you your future. Exactly. And it's everything. Right. You show you your friends and it's going to show you your health. It's going to show you your finances. Mm -hmm. It's going to show everything. Right. Yeah. So that, that would be probably, in my opinion, for, for me specifically, that would be the one piece of advice I would give myself. So... Eliminate all the distractions. So Absolutely. other than like the, the negative relationships, what other distractions did you eliminate? 
Uh, that was it, really. Um, just the, and even then, I was still late in life eliminating those distractions. Mm -hmm. uh, it didn't do it early as I would like to have done it. And that's um, most everybody. I mean, that's why I'm, if you could go back, this is what you would give yourself. You'd tell yourself. And I know one distraction that you and I both talk about is watching television. Because, you know, I haven't watched it in years unless it's something like a movie or a documentary on Netflix. Absolutely. So same thing with you. You, you don't watch television. Yeah, I don't even have cable at my house. Neither do I. Do you watch the news? I listen to it uh, on the, news, on the, uh, the radio in the car. I, I, don't listen, I listen to very little music when I'm in the car. That's, that's my quiet time. That's when I, I try to be productive there as well. Gotcha. Perfect. Let's say that's why you're successful because you utilize, you utilize your time the way you're supposed to, focusing on your goals. Which is another question now. What's your goal for the future? Like, what is it you're looking to achieve now? Uh, at this point, I have my primary goal, Danny, is is to, and it's a big one, but it is to change the way people view healthcare on the smaller scale in the beginning in this community. All right. So, what do you mean? Um, once again, I want to make it affordable. I want it to be. I want people to view healthcare in a way that they no longer feel like they don't have access. I want everyone to feel like they have access to the health care they need. And to that point, you make it affordable. Um, you know, and that's, that's why I came up with the price schedule I did. Um, it's very simple. It's cut and dry. It's $50 for a brand new patient. It's 40 for an established. I don't nickel and dime people to death if there's any extras. If I do any injections, it's included in the price and the visit. I have very, wow. very affordable labs. Um, most of my panels are only $20. Uh, my x-rays, I've networked in with a radiologist team. It's very, very affordable. Um, you know, that's, that's, I, I, there's an old philosophy they used to tell us as, as children, I don't know if they still say it, K-I-S-S, -S, keep it short and simple. And, and I live that every day. And that's, that's I think people, are pre obviously, you know, I've, I've, I'm getting success from it. So there's an appreciation for that. And then as moving forward, you know, I would want to change it on a regional scale. I just want to continue to grow and expand and reach as many people as I can. We're, we're starting next month. We'll be firing up a home visit uh, program to do the same exact thing for people who can't physically make it in. We cater to people who don't have insurance, and so that's my niche. That's what I look to feed are those people that, you know, the, the blue-collar people or the, the minimum wage worker that doesn't have insurance, can't afford insurance, can't afford health care, traditional health care. And so that's what I'm trying to do is... Which is, is a lot of people out there. Absolutely. So you're helping a lot of people out. Right. That, so my goal is to redefine what we have traditionally called healthcare. I love it. All right. So that's the goal. And then also, you want to grow larger and affect, I mean, nationwide. So like, how, like, you want to do more offices or you want to franchise out? Like, what is it you're looking to do? Like, you're ultimately, like, what are you looking to do? You know, the one thing that has stalled my growth over the years is a very good friend of my mutual friend, you and I both know, is, is um, my lack of planning. And he's the one that sat me down about a year ago and said, Blake, you have to have a plan. Because I've always been, my ADD kicks in and I'm that, you know, that's where the distractions come from. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the most important thing at this point I've been trying to develop is a plan. And to that point... You know, I've picked up one of the old Grant Cardone rules as far as writing down my goals every day. Um, I write them, I physically write them down every morning and I read over them. My daily goals, my weekly goals, my monthly goals, and I think you have the same habit. And yes. every night before I go to bed, I reread them and, and make sure that my daily goals were accomplished. If they weren't, I don't go to bed until they are. The sundown rule. Exactly. Uh, I, I forgot who it was on the field, Sam Walton. I cannot remember who it was, but they came up with the sundown rule. They had their goals, wrote them down every single morning, and they would not go to bed until everything was checked off that list. So it's called I the sundown it. rule. I oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Now, struggles. You know, we won't talk about struggles because you know, everyone faces struggles and adversities. 
So what's the struggle in business that you, you know, whether it's in the beginning or now or whenever it was, what's the struggle that you faced and how did you overcome it? Uh, in business, uh, probably would have been poor self-esteem and that stems way back from childhood, you know, from a mom who left, who walked out, um, left me with my dad who had his own business. He was a small business owner, uh, but he worked many hours. He wasn't there, so they left, you, left me as a latchkey kid. Um, and then, you know, you start hanging out with bad people and, and they have poor motivation and then it leads into poor high school performance. Show me your friends. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, there was, I even had one high school teacher who told me either get out of the class or just fail, just take an F and use it to study in something else. Um, you know, and I started getting into trouble and it leads to one thing leads to another <clears throat> and eventually decided to join the military just to get out of trouble. Really? You was getting in that much trouble? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. right after, I, I mean, I had graduated just a few months, and it was, you know, some jail time coming my way. So, mm. yeah, uh, decided to do, go into the military. Of, of, of my roommate, actually, uh, was doing it. And I said, well, that's a great idea. My best friend, and they were, like, all going to the military. I said, oh, okay, let's do it. I'll go to it. Like, I'm down. Let's go. Right. And so then at that point is when I learned, I realized that I, my life can have some value and that I'm not, you know, as, as I guess, worthless as, you know, yeah, as growing, like I said, having yeah. low self-esteem, because right. that's something I struggled with. And a lot mm-hmm. of people, some do, some do not know, mm-hmm. but same thing. Lack of self-esteem as when I was younger, which carried over until getting into an adulthood where I learned how to overcome that. And there's different strategies and formulas to improve your self-esteem. But yeah, All right, so in business, so that right there, did that carry over to business where it was a struggle in business? It did, uh, because there was always self-doubt. Um, and, it, and it carried all the way up until, you know, I, I had, I, I started that clinic, uh, the very first clinic in, in uh, 2007, there in downtown Noonan, when I went to get my business license. It was, it was cutting edge there. There was nothing like it in Noonan. And so I went to get my business license and the guy giving me my business license says to me, you're not going to succeed. You really? will fail because nobody succeeds here with anything except, uh, at the time it was a, a medical practice called PAP Clinic. Hmm. So, so this guy, I mean... No, no. This guy told you that you would not succeed, that you yeah, would fail. Absolutely. Wow. As I'm getting my business license and I'm walking out. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you kind of laughed to yourself. Are right. you kidding me? Right. And so at that point, I had already invested all the money in the business. So How'd that make you feel? Uh, beat down, once again. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, and I guess I was a grown man. I was an adult before I finally was able to overcome the, uh, the verbal, um, I don't know, tongue lashing that I would get as far as... Uh, the things that you can and can't do. Yeah. And, uh, just and that comes from outside sources. And a lot of times it's our own internal self-talk, too, because you hear mm-hmm. it so much outside. Right. Mentally, you tell yourself, well, oh, shoot, man, I'm not going to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. He told me that I couldn't. The teacher said that I couldn't. You know, I'm telling myself because I haven't seen anybody be successful, how can I do this? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we beat our own selves down. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's usually from that, from outside in, uh, uh, influence. Yeah. You know, I think Will Smith is one who says, you know, don't base your identity or your value, your self-value on what other people say. Yep. And so eventually when you finally look in the mirror and say, okay, I do have self-worth and I, I can do all things. Exactly. That I set my mind to. Yeah, if you don't put a value on yourself, a price on yourself, then nobody else will. Absolutely. So how would you overcome that? Just, just that. Just uh, get to the point. For me, once again, it was about relationships. And, uh, you know, going back to the thing I said a while ago, you know, show me your friends, you become what you think about mm-hmm. every day. And so that's what I started doing was changing my thought patterns and, and changing those relationships and start spending more time with people who were more uplifting, make it a point to, to, to encircle myself 
uh, visualize myself being lifted up by a circle of friends so that I could eventually be part of that circle and, and reach down and lift someone else up. And to that point, you know, is when I started really putting energy into the relationship I have with you because you are that type of person. Yeah, I appreciate that. I really do. That, to me, that means a lot. And that's something that I did as well. Because being younger, and I'll tell my story later, but being younger, hanging out with the wrong people, I was headed down the wrong path. <laughs> Probably further than you. But then by God's grace and then Amen. just me reading books um, about how to become successful, how to be successful, how to change your mindset, how to improve your self-esteem, you know, I got on the right track and surrounded myself only with people who are going to be successful, who were where I wanted to be or had, you know, some kind of quality or characteristic that I wanted to have for myself. And that's when things really changed for me. Now, some advice that you give somebody where they want to become a nurse practitioner, start their own medical facility, what advice would you give them if they're starting out right now? Work hard. Work hard and be dedicated. That's it. It's that simple. Those two words, If I mean, if you just, and even, I, I just repeat them throughout the day. Work, work hard, hard. Dedication. Work hard. Dedication. Yep. I think it's because somebody can be smarter than you, they can have more talent than you, but if they can't outwork you, they will never succeed. Amen. You will always be number one. Yep. Absolutely right. All right. Question here. Let me ask you, man, what is, because success is relative, right? It's subjective mm-hmm. to what you think it is. You know, what is your definition, definition of success? What is success to Blake Barber? That's good. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. My definition of success would be very, actually very fluid, and it goes back to, the goals and my definition of success would be very subjective to each individual and it's mm-hmm. just achieving those goals whether it's it, for me specifically once again it's the daily goals the weekly goals the monthly goals and I just like we were talking about I go through them every day mm-hmm. and I make sure that they are achieved and if not it may be a sleepless night gotcha uh, but that's so it's definition. achieving your goals whatever that goal is that you have for right. yourself whether it's a certain body weight whether it's a certain job whether Absolutely. whatever it is it's, as long as you're achieving that goal vehicle anything even if it's something simple like that yeah. a lot of people what they don't realize as far as the, their definition of success is something that someone else gave them it could be like an authority figure a mom dad a friend or something they saw mm-hmm. on television well success is making you know a million dollars a year or you got to be in the you know a bodybuilder physique which I'm not but you know I'm whatever but, you know, some people have this in their head where that is success to them. No one's really ever sat down and thought about what is my definition of success. And so this is something I want to tell all the listeners out there right now is think about this. You know, what is your definition of success? What do you want it to mean to you? Because don't take your parents' definition. Don't take your friends or something seen on television. Think about what it is to you. You know, some people it is making a million dollars a year. Some people is just making seventy thousand dollars a year, and you've got a lot more free time with the family and friends. It's really cultivating those relationships, feeling good about who you're with and what you're doing. So really think about what is success to you. And to piggyback with success, we both know that success is going to be daily habits. It's what you do on a Absolutely. continuous basis and right. continue moving forward. So what is a what's your morning routine like? My morning routine is very, very, very regimented. Uh, you know, everything is prepared the night before um, and put in my gym bag um, and in the refrigerator. And my meals are prepped and my bag is ready. And so that when I get up in the morning, as I'm getting up, the first thing I do is give thanks. Right? I give thanks uh, to God for His grace, for His mercy, uh, for His for His uh, unconditional love and forgiveness. And uh, I jump in the car and I head to the gym. And then I, you know, that's that's my quiet time with God. That's when we talk, um, or I talk and. 
he listens. He listens. <laughs> all the way to the gym, uh, and then I get there and, uh, you know, I work. I work really hard. Uh, I sweat hard. I work really hard in the gym because, you know, once again, that work ethic, it spills over. So if you start your day owning, I forgot who it was that said, if you own your morning, you will own the entire day. You win the morning, you win the day. That's uh, Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And uh, I believe it with all my heart. So, you know, before the sun comes up, you know, I've had my quiet time and I've had my workout and then I go to the job and then I start working, you know, at, at, at those other goals, at the career goals. And that's awesome. Uh, with man. just as the same work ethic. And that's the reason I asked <laughs> this is all the books that I've read, the interviews that I've listened to, all the podcasts is that the uber successful, they always have a regimented morning routine. They all have a morning routine. Because if you're just kind of going willy-nilly throughout the day without really any goals in mind, not knowing what you want to do, you can't be successful. If you don't know where you're going, you can't get there. So everyone who is successful has that morning routine, just like you do. You know what you're going to do. It's all planned out. So you know what, what you're going to do, what the goal is, and you achieve that goal. And that's how you achieve success. So, man, my hat to, again, I take my hat off to you because and that's why I wanted you on the show being a co-host because you are the epitome of success. You set your goals out. You make a plan to achieve them, and you achieve them. And the thing is you help other people along the way. And you want to help as many people to become successful as you can. And that's my motto, and that's what I love about you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Denzel, I think Washington said, and I just heard this the other day, he said, it's not what you achieve or what you have in life. It's what you do with what you achieve. And that's everything. Absolutely. Now, one question. We know what makes people successful. What What you tell me is people, if they work hard and they're dedicated, right? And they're committed. Now, what do you think is the biggest reason people fail? No work ethic. Uh, once again, my humble def- uh, opinion, it's whether it's learned or, or, or never learned or, or never taught or somebody's just lazy or, or they feel this sense of entitlement, um, I, I think it's just lack of work ethic. And it was uh, Eric Thomas who talks about the line in the Gazelle. We were having that conversation the other day. And he talks about the African, uh, uh, I guess the Serengeti, where the lion and the gazelle, they both wake up every morning and they have to run. Uh, The gazelle has to run from something to survive. And the day that that gazelle stops running, he gets eaten, he dies. The lion, the king of the jungle, there's no other animal in the entire continent as strong and as powerful as the lion. But the lion wakes up every day and has to run to catch that gazelle because the day that lion stops running he will starve and he'll die and that's it absolutely now who are you going to be you are you running from something or are you running towards something and that's the beautiful thing about it it doesn't really matter as long as you're running some people are running they're the gazelle they're running from some sort of past uh skeleton some you know something that haunts them from their past uh, and then the lion you know they're running towards something so as but long as you're running as long as you're taking you keep action running, you keep it moving absolutely martin luther king jr said what if you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But no matter what you do, just keep moving. That's it. And another one that he said that I love is, as far as which pertains to success as well, is you don't have to see the entire staircase. You just got to take that first step. Yes. Wow. That's it. One step after another because the journey of a 1,000 miles begins with one step. Yes. It's just making a step to that goal. All right, folks, we're going to start winding it down. But that right there is my co-host, your friend. This man is amazing. Blake Barber and what we're going to do at the end of each show is we're going to kind of give you a credit tip we're going to give you some health tips so today I'm going to tell you, give you a quick 
credit tip of the day, right? Because a lot of people, they don't know about credit. They don't know how important credit is. They don't really know what creates that credit, right? And there's, look at it as a piece of a pie. And there are five pieces to this credit pie. The largest portion, 35% of this pie, 35% of that credit score is based upon your payment history. If you're making payments on time or if they're late. Do not make payments late because that is going to kill your credit score. So 35% payment history. 30% is going to be your debt to credit ratio. 30%. Now, what that is, is basically looking at your credit cards. What are the limits that you have on the credit cards and how much debt do you have on there? You want to keep that, you want to keep it at 30% or less. Do not go over 30% because if you do, you're going to be looked at as, you know, you're you're sloppy with your credit and it's going to drop that score. So you want to have 30% or less. 15% of that credit score is going to be based upon how long you've had credit for. So a lot of people ask me, well, I've got a credit card I'm not using. It's like the first one that I've got. Should I just cut it up? No, do not cut that card up because, again, 15 minutes 15 minutes, 15% of that credit score is based upon how long you've had credit for. 10% is going to be types of credit, whether it's going to be installment or it's going to be revolving. Revolving is like a credit card. Installment will be a loan, car, home, stuff of that nature there. You want to have a mixture because, again, that's 10% of the credit score. The last 10% is going to be credit inquiries. So you want to have a couple inquiries throughout the year, but not a lot. Because if you're getting six, seven, eight inquiries on your credit report, it's going to drop your score because it's going to like you're, you're thirsty for a better credit score. You're trying to go and get credit that you're, that you're starving for credit, and it's going to drop your score. So real quick again, there's five different areas that create your credit score. 35% being your payment history, 30% being your debt to credit ratio, 15% being length of history, 10% being types of credit, and the last 10% being, excuse me, the last 10% being inquiries. All right, so that's a credit tip of the day, and now we're going to go to your health tip of the day with Blake Barber. All right, flu vaccine. People are asking me why they're still catching the flu, or my, we're getting into the flu season, why they're still catching flu after they've gotten the flu vaccine. And the way that works is these really smart types that wear these lab jackets at the CDC, these scientist guys, They sit around and they evaluate the most prominent strains of the flu virus from the previous year. And they take roughly the most most prominent strains from the year before, put it in this year's flu vaccine. The flu, it it mutates every year. So just because you're getting the flu vaccine, you are not getting vaccinated against the new strains for this year. You're getting vaccinated against the most prominent strains from last year. So that's why it's only 80 to 85% effective. How about that? I didn't even know that. That's pretty good. All right, everybody. I want to thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Stronger Than Failure. Tune in next week, same time, same amazing people. (laughs) Have a good one. Stronger Than Failure, where we provide you with in-depth interviews with entrepreneurs on their struggles, victories, goals, and how they got started. We also give you the best tips, hacks, and information on sales, network marketing, credit, and mindset mastery. Your host, entrepreneur and author, Danny Cole. Who's that? It's X in effect. Oh, yeah. Full circle. 
Transform your mind, transform your body, and lose yourself with the most revolutionary and professional training system in fitness. If you've tried training in the past and failed, we will help you succeed with our proven results. Our optimal performance training covers stabilization, core conditioning, and maximum strength conditioning. Get started by calling 1-800-430-1423. That's 1-800-430-1423. Embodiment Fitness. We don't work out. We train. Lose yourself. Let's do it. Let's do it. You, 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 you're right, right. Get out with X360 FM. Your favorite radio station. All through the street. Keeping our lock. It's X in the fact. Full circle. Full circle.